Good evening guys and welcome to the Morbid Download. This is episode number six and what we're going to be talking about tonight, we are with Miles who has recovered from a broken ankle. He's nearly completely recovered uh, that he broke about 13, 14 weeks again now, Miles. Yeah, no, yeah. Now. It was um, it was back in at the end of January when the incident happened. Um, again, I'll just give you a quick introduction to it. I was out one evening and I slipped over. My foot went through the side of my ankle, and um, yeah, that was it. The rest yeah. is history. Um, full dislocation and a broken ankle. Yeah. So, how was it when you just realised? Did you realise what you did at the time? Was it more just uh, I'm at the hospital now, and they've just told me? Uh, well, initially, I actually tried to stand up after um, the slip, and then I went straight down again like a sack of soil. Yeah. Um, hit the deck. Um, and I sat there, waited for the ambulance. Took a while to arrive. Um, and it was only when people were looking at me, when I could see like, the shock on their face, yeah. that I started thinking, I've actually done something quite bad here. My foot's in another planet. It's basically yeah. a strange angle. Um, was it I... like at a 90 degree or...? Um, it... Yeah, kind of. Yes, yeah. Obviously, it was coming out through the side of my leg. Um, yeah. so not was, a pretty sight then. It's not a pretty sight <laughs> at all, no. Um, it wouldn't have been nice to see either for other people. Um Again, first of all, I'd like to thank the staff in the ambulance. They were very, very good to me. Um, they looked after me. And again, I'd like to thank the guys at um, Burton Hospital as well, because I was there for six days. Yeah. And they, they were really good good to me there. Um, but, you know, yeah, it started to settle in a bit after, you know, the initial shock when they started doing the x-rays and you could actually see what was going on underneath the skin. Yeah. Um, so, like, the six days in hospital, how was that? Is it all right or not so all right? Or... Um, initially... Again, I was just in a lot of shock that this has actually happened. You know, you, you read a lot of these horror stories about other people online and you hear about other people going through them. You never expect to be that person that's going through it. Um, people grade things in their life differently. You know, the things that happen to them like breaks, cancers, losing jobs, etc. And they all deal with things different. So to me, this is one of, one of the biggest things to happen to me in my life, basically. And... Yeah, you have those six days in hospital and you don't just think about how am I physically going to recover from this. You think about how am I mentally going to recover from this as well? How am I going to get back to work? How am I going to pay my bills? How am I going to go around day-to-day -day life? Because... Did you struggle when you were in hospital a bit? Or like your mum and dad was there every day sort of thing? And... Um, I got visitors. They were every day. My mum and dad came and I got the odd uh, family friend. But to be honest, I didn't really want many people seeing me like that. Yeah. You know, at first I was, you know, thinking it's this is something that I can deal with by myself. Um, I don't need all the support around me, which, you know, I was clearly very wrong. Yeah. Um, especially when you got home. Yeah, <laughs> it was completely wrong. Especially when I got home. Um, in hospital, you've got people looking after you. Um, you know, you're getting fed, you're getting washed, you're getting your tablets, and you've got company 24-7 on the ward. Yeah. Um, so when you go home like me, um, I live by myself. You know that first night by myself wasn't 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 as pleasant as it was before. You know, no, no, exactly. And it's hard because you're on your own, and then you struggle to get about. It was only like the point of view. It's like, like when you're hungry or you want to drink, you think, oh, I can't bother to make the effort to go up and get something, so I'll just sit here and. Yeah, no, there was a point because obviously you've got to eat and you've got to drink for your bones to repair. Yeah, and there was a point where obviously I had this massive cast on. And it was a huge effort to walk to the kitchen. And I just thought, you know what? 
I'm just going to sit here. But you do get to the point where you see yourself losing a lot of weight very quickly because your body burns a lot more calories when you it's repairing an injury. And you have to get up and get yourself some food and you have to try and get yourself some independence, basically. Yeah. And that's a massive thing because your independence is just basically took away from you for quite a bit, isn't it? Because obviously you're not going out as much, walking around. Yeah, no, well, for the first two weeks, I was instructed to stay in bed pretty much other than to go to the toilet. So is that what you did? That that's pretty much what <laughs> I did. Yeah, um, I had my mum wash my hair, and I gave myself a body wash while I was in bed with a flannel. It wasn't a pleasant experience, but again, it's something that builds a character within yourself, and you have to move forward from that because you do not want to let it consume you. No, exactly. And I can remember the first time I come in because you were still sitting in the chair, and then you tried to get to the door, <laughs> and then when I got in, it's like you're living in that for room there. Yes. Sleeping, sleeping and uh, sitting and uh, everything. Yeah, no, I had um, a temporary bed put up in the lounge downstairs because yeah. oh, well, I was instructed not to do stairs. And to be honest, I don't think I could have done yeah. them anyway. Um, my mum and dad and my, my, my twin brother made 95% of my meals um, at the weekend and they were frozen and all I had to do was put them in the microwave. Um, and I just kept that all topped up with... Um, like nourishment replacement shakes from the doctors, which were given to me, which were quite helpful as well. Um, completely loaded with calories and everything you need. So I just had to, you know, eat my meat and two veg throughout the day. Yeah. Um, and that got me by. Yeah, exactly. And the thing is, like, when I, I first came and seen you, you could see the effort and you looked drained and it, it looked like it was taking a right toll on you. It's exhausting. Um, you know, a, a bit of a background about myself. For a job, I'm a land surveyor. I'm out on site, you know, 10 hours a day uh, sometimes seven days a week and I've been doing that job now for almost 10 years um so to basically go from you know moving around a lot and being quite fit and able to literally being stuck in one room was quite a shock yeah um especially as it was effectively just my bed you know yeah. sitting on the sofa wasn't an option because the leg had to be elevated above my chest um, it's just not possible. So I was constantly laid down in bed, basically. Yeah. And then um, you had a good collection of box sets. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> to get through. <laughs> yeah. yeah, no, yeah. I watched um, on a lighter note. I watched all of The Walking Dead <laughs> seasons one to eight. Binge watched them in a few weeks. They were quite good. <laughs> um, but now I was determined not to be one of The, one of the Walking Dead, and yeah. uh, I kept I kept focusing on what I can do in the future. Um, you know, to get myself fit and healthy again, which is when I contacted yourself and decided to start basically using you as my, as my physiotherapist. Yeah. And uh, how long did you have the cast on for? Like, from when you said to... The cast, the cast was on for seven... Uh, well, I had the full clay cast. That was on for two and a half weeks. Yeah. And then they put a slightly lighter one on, um, which felt exactly the same um, <laughs> for six weeks. Um, but Pete, after... The deterioration in strength, though, in your muscles, it's going to feel the same. Yeah. You're well, not using anything, are you? You're just club foot. <laughs> you, lo you lose, as I noticed, you know, I expected my cast to be cut off and I expected to be walked, well, to walk scot-free, basically. Yeah. And, and I was in for a shock <laughs> because my foot looked like a balloon and I'd lost all my muscle in my legs, both of them, really. Um, and it was notice noticeable, wasn't it? It was a massive difference. Oh, the yeah. Muscle mass between each leg. And then it just becomes hard to actually... Because the mentality behind it, once you've broken something, it's like, can't use this properly. And he, well, yes, well, when they cut the cast off, 
I, I just looked at it in shock and I was like, wow, nothing could have prepared me for how bad it looked. And I got home and, you know, I put my right foot forward expecting to be able to walk and I physically couldn't put my own body weight onto a toe, let alone the whole foot. Yeah. yeah. And it was just so swollen. So to start off with, I was looking at small exercises with effectively an elastic band, stretching my toes and my heel, um, while also wearing a compression bandage to try and get rid of the swelling. Yeah. Um, and the compression band didn't last that long, did it? No, 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 it didn't last that long. Uh, <laughs> um, Even though your mum kept telling you you should. I know, yeah, she, she still keeps buying them now, bless her. Yeah. Um, but mums are mums. Yeah. They like to interfere and, they, you know, they, they can't let go of you sometimes. He's <laughs> still their babies. Yeah, of course not. Well, you never stop being a parent, do you? So no. Whatever goes wrong. And then obviously you needed them for them the uh, first couple of weeks where you were immobile. Yeah, no, of course. Yeah, then they do help a lot. It was uh, it was only when I went for my first assessment at the uh, physiotherapist um, at Glenfield um, when he, he looked at my foot and uh, straight away he was like, right, you know, I could tell you've been doing something at home, what's going on? Yeah. Uh, which is where I told him, look, I've employed the services of my own physiotherapist, Chris, and I explained what we were doing. And um, he said he's more than happy with me uh, doing that outside of... Um, outside of his treatment and to carry on doing it if I want. Yeah, exactly. And it speeded your recovery a lot more, didn't it? And yeah, well, that, I didn't have a choice really because a lot of people, they have a job where they can go to work and they can sit down and they can rest their body while still doing their job. Now, for me, I've got quite a technical job, but I've got nothing if I can't walk. Yeah. I have to be able to walk over uneven ground, up quarry faces, over hills, you know, in swamps, on roads. And I have to be able to do that safely as well, while yeah. also concentrating on my job and being aware of what's around me. So it's something that I've had to take quite seriously, to be honest. Yeah, and, and looking at your BOSU came your best friend, didn't it? Yeah, no, the, uh, the BOSU, <laughs> I, I looked at it quite speculatively at first, thinking this can't this can't do much. But no, the, um, the amount of stretches and, um, well, range of movement exercises you can do on that, it's... It's quite good, and to be honest, I recommend it for anyone who's who's got any kind of problems with the legs. Yeah, and it is about that knowledge basis, isn't it? Because you're looking at the movement pattern. So we did assessments around your ankle mobility and where it stretch and where it wouldn't and where it would give, and then worked along moving that forwards. And you were good at doing your homework, weren't you? Yeah, yeah, no, yeah I was really <laughs> nothing else to do. I had nothing else to do. Uh, obviously, being the land surveyor, I couldn't go back to work, so um, I was sat at home all day doing solid physio so I'd get up in the morning and I'd spend about an hour on the BOSU ball um, and then I'd have my breakfast and then I started off building up my walking exercises so I'd do 3k three times a day um, at first just on flat tarmac um, but then progressively started introducing fields and hills. But another thing was is because you had nothing else on you thought I'll do a bit more of that a bit more of that and then it's, it started to take its toll because obviously I didn't use that muscle for so long in that leg and then it became well, well it started to throb a bit and, and stuff like that and that's where you started well I'll do a bit more and I'll do a bit more because obviously in your mind you think if I do more it'll get better quicker which really rehab wise it doesn't <laughs> yeah no there were, there were times where I was brought back a peg or yeah. two um, and realised that you actually you did as you told yeah no, I, <laughs> I, I realised that you had to take your time with it and uh, Rome wasn't built in a day and neither will be my leg no um, so yeah there was I had to start introducing days where 
I did slightly less. But again, it's finding that right balance of, you know, I found that if I didn't do enough, then I'd come back a bit too much. So it's a case of finding that right balance of not doing too much and not slacking off, basically. Yeah, because you've got to have that recovery period as well. And we had a look at your food as well to try and make you eat more uh, than you was doing. Because obviously, when you're doing the physical activity, you were burning more calories as well as the rehab that will speed up metabolism naturally for yeah. recovery. Well, I lost quite a lot of weight when I was in the cast. Um, I wasn't doing any exercise at all, obviously. I lost almost three stone just by lying there, effectively. Yeah. Um, is that your weight loss tip of the day? Like, <laughs> lie there, don't move, don't you? Yeah. <laughs> lie there and don't move. But it just shows like how much your diet can affect it. Yeah. Um, and now I'm trying, again, find that right balance with obviously all the exercise I'm doing at work and then the exercise I'm doing outside of work and trying to find the right the right way to eat again um, without stacking on too much weight initially. Yeah. And, it, you know, you look at some of the exercises which was just standing on one leg or doing a rocking motion. Uh, you had the Nordic walking poles that you could go on, and we went outdoors and did stuff, obviously with a different gradient, to try and mimic what your job would be like. Uh, and how was that in your head? Because obviously you're constantly thinking, well, this is broke now. Yeah. It, was there a point where you think this is not going to... Psychologically, it does take a toll on you, because at the end of the day, I've now got metal work, I've got plates, and I've got seven screws inside of my leg. And you have to get used to having them in your leg and you have to basically start doing the um, the things that you do in normal life again, like you're walking and you're walking on even ground and you have to regain that confidence that you had before and realise that walking has to come second nature to you. You don't, you need to get to a point where you don't think about every single step, which I have been. And to be honest, I still do sometimes, you know, when I'm walking in a quarry or on a landfill site, I have to think about every step because if I don't, it's just one step away from another potential accident. Um, but again, it's about pushing myself slowly while doing my physio. So with the uh, Nordic walking poles, we were doing things like lunges and uh, we were walking fast and then slowing down and then doing um, just simple exercises like squats. Um, and it's kind of like building that into my normal routine of walking while I'm on site to try and get my confidence up. Yeah. Um, because that's the massive thing. Because obviously... Your first week you went back to work, what did you put on? Yeah, the first the first week <laughs> the first week I went back to work, I put on uh, over a stone in weight. <laughs> yeah. um, but no, I think I think that was just um, the case of I was excited about being back at work again, and I was up up on up in Glasgow on stopover. Yeah. So I was back in the hotels, and I was having a good meal every day. I was having a good breakfast, and I was having a good lunch, yeah. and I, I just for a bit kind of forgot about it and I was happy just to be back doing what I love doing. Yeah. Um, and I just think I got a bit carried away with it. And the thing that I'm proud about is that I've managed to realise that before it's got out of hand. Yeah. And it's something that I'm tackling now. So I'm hoping, you know, by the middle of the summer to be a lot fitter and be a lot healthier than what I am now. Yeah, exactly. And, then, you know, the fir- after the first week you've been at work and I came in here, what was on your ankle? I had the uh, ankle brace on. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> ankle brace. Now, yeah, Chris has been telling me throughout my rehab, you know, <laughs> do not wear that. Uh, don't need it now. Um, but again... But it's, it's that mentality it's, thing, isn't it? It's that mentality. I, the only way I can explain it is if, if you're not used to wearing a watch and you suddenly you put a watch on, and then it just feels odd. That's, that's how my ankle feels every day at the moment. And it just feels a lot better having something on there 
But this week, I made the jump by actually taking that off for my entire site week. Yeah. So I've not worn it at all this week. And, and how was the ankle? How was the leg? Um, right? To be honest, yeah, I've found the swelling's been, you know, it's been really good compared to usual rather than everything being compact by the, the bandage. Uh, my body's almost got free flow. Yeah. Do you yeah. find it getting more tired though without the bandage? Because obviously your muscles having, and ligaments and tendons haven't got any stabilisers as, as such. Yeah, at the, at the start of the week, I wouldn't say tired. I'd say I, was, I start, started feeling like I was getting sprains yeah. um, and like tension in my tendons. But again, over the week, you know, I've done about 15 kilometres every day this week. So over the week, that's loosened off quite a bit. Yeah. And it's actually started to feel like a normal foot again. Yeah. Um, in the morning, it's a little bit stiff, but... You know, after I do a bit some stretches on the BOSU ball, it, it tends to loosen out. And I think with the NHS with you, how many times you go three or four times? And you were always ahead of schedule, wasn't yeah, you? Yeah, um, I went three times to go and see uh, my physiotherapist over at Glenfield. Um, and every time it was a case of, you know, wow, you're doing so well. Tell me what you're doing. Um, and I went through what I was doing with Chris. And um, no, yeah, the guy was ever so proud of me. And he got to the point where he said, look, I'm happy for you to go ahead with this by yourself. I'm going to discharge you from the hospital. Um, keep going. If you need me, just give me a call. Yeah. Um, so again, that's another positive step. And it's something that I want to build on over the summer uh, to try and get my fitness as best as I can and to try and get my health as best as I can as well. Yeah. Uh, and, that, and that's a massive achievement because actually you've got returned to work in about 11 weeks, haven't you? Yeah, yeah, it's been about 11 weeks, yeah. Um, I had some problems with going back to work, but I've managed to get back to work. Um, and no, yeah, I couldn't be happier. Um, I think, you know, when I have a bad day, when things are really busy, all I have to do is think back to nights when I was up at four in the morning, you know, feeling like my whole world has collapsed with a cast on, lying in my bed in February, thinking, you know, how am I going to move on from this? And it just makes everything feel so much better because I've now got that comparison mark of that is the worst it's been for me, and I don't ever really want to go back to that again. If I, unless you know, unless something happens, yeah, yeah. <laughs> unless something yeah. happens, uh, which hopefully it wasn't. Uh, and how important would you say you know because people come out of operations and stuff, and then they don't do any exercise or activity or what's recommended, you know, and then they complain or moan later on. That, oh, it's not right yet. It's not right yet. Yeah, no, that, that builds me on to something that I wanted to talk about because uh, while I, obviously I had a lot of time to myself, I was reading online, you know, all these horror stories about people that have took 18 months to recover from a broken ankle and, or, you know, you know, they're still five years down the line and they're still limping or they're still having problems. Now, I, I was determined to not be one of them people. So it's, you know, I can't express how important it is to literally put in as much as you can but with your physio. Reading that on the Google uh, or whatever website you went on can have a massive mental effect thinking, like it could send you into a massive depression even, couldn't it? And you think, oh, this is never going to be wrong. It did, it, no, it did for me. Uh, I, I went to the doctors and they, they prescribed me with sertraline and um, I started taking it. And I got to the point again, this is when, when you started being built into my recovery. I started thinking, you know what, I, I don't need this. Yeah. I need to do this naturally and I need to get in the right frame of mind, cut all this stuff out from the internet and actually focus on the positives rather than the negatives. Because if you keep focusing on negatives, I can't do this, I can't do that. So-and-so's done this, so-and-so's done that. You're not going to get anywhere and you just need to focus on yourself for a bit. 
um, which is something that I've really struggled to do throughout my life. I've always based myself around other people and I've always given other people my best rather than thinking about myself sometimes when I need to. So I think it's been quite character building, you know, having this incident. And it's a massive thing, isn't it? Trying to put yourself forward when you need it. Uh, I mean, I talk about it in in a lot of different ways around depression or stress. So if you put yourself first and you can care for others better, because you can cope with a lot more, can't you? Yeah, no, that's true. And again, I, I, I take great pleasure knowing that I've had discussions with people who have had anxiety or depression. Mm. And, you know, I take pleasure knowing that maybe that little chat has made them feel a little bit better. Maybe, maybe they think that, hang on, they're not alone in their situations and that other people are going through it. You know, you, you see it every day with premiership footballers or retired footballers and retired sportsmen, you know, it can hit anyone at any point. It's it's how you decide to deal with it that counts. Yeah, and, it, you know, that comes to everything. You control your the way you react to stuff, don't you? 99%, you know, whatever happens to you, you can't control, but how you react is a massive thing. Yeah, and again, that, that's, that's something that I've also learned as well throughout this incident. You know, I always used to try and control every aspect in my life, which... That's good, but then there's things in your life that you can't control, which involve other people. And they're things that have always created anxieties within my life. But now having had this incident, I now feel that I can actually let go of some things, which is healthy to do. Yeah, it is. And that's the hardest part. It's letting go of things so you can keep moving forward. Yeah. Uh, and that, you know, if you don't move forward, you come to stand still and then you're to plateau and then you're thinking a bit, you're a bit lost. But obviously, because you've had this effect on you, moving forward has been quite easy. Because obviously, from where you were being bedbound, and there's always going to be people. Did you ever get any people say, well, you won't recover that quickly or anything like that? Did you ever get any comments? Or... Uh, yes, I did. Uh, probably 90% of the people who actually spoke to me said that this is going to be a long recovery for you, Miles, and you're going to be out. Because they all know the kind of job that I do. They all know how mobile I am. Um, and to be honest, at the start, I did let it get to me. Yeah. Um, but again, that's negative people. So mm. as soon as you start bringing positive people into your life again, like yourself mm. and like my family and close family friends, when you start bringing them back into a circle again and you start feeding off their positivity, you yeah. start to feel positive yourself. Yeah, and it's about having the points of contact as well. So, and you know, a lot of the people with negativity, it's like what they've heard or anything like that. But obviously people don't achieve great things if they listen to everybody else. No, they don't. Sometimes sometimes you've just got to take the ball by the horns and just go for it, haven't you? Yeah, and, you know, what bit of advice would you give people? Say if they broke a leg or broke, a, you know, some kind of injury, what would you what would you advise them? I would say enjoy the first six weeks as much as you can. <laughs> <laughs> Doing nothing, basically. And um, watching box sets. Yeah, get, get, get your house in order. So sort out your bills, because if you bury your head, they're going to get worse. I mean, that's a massive worry as well, isn't it? Yeah. Obviously, you can't work, and if your sick pay's not that great through work, then yeah. you basically get nothing. Yeah, you sort, <laughs> you sort out your house, and then take all those stresses out of the way, and then focus on yourself. Try and build a positive mindset, and then towards the end of those six weeks, start thinking about how you can move forward. So, like I have done, you know, yeah. go to a physiotherapist, start, uh, well, one thing that helped me was I got a book, uh, about the four key stages. Do you remember what it's All called? Right. I can't remember what it's called yeah. now. Um, but it's the four key stages of life. And I've been reading that and, and listening to like um, speakers online, which uh, read positivity within you and stuff, just little things like that. And just surrounding yourself by positivity. It's the best thing to do. 
And then obviously when you're out your cast, you know, please, you know, just let the first couple of days be what they are. Yeah. Because your leg is going to not look pretty. And, <laughs> yeah, ju- ju- just, and it needs just, a wash. Yeah, and it'll need, it'll need a wash, yeah. <laughs> uh, just let it let it be. And then when the swelling's gone down, you can start looking at going forward in the best way, basically, because you'll be able to get a better feel for how you've recovered from it. Yeah, and, and I'm massively into, you know, you're a product of your environment. You know, what you're surrounding yourself with is normally the mentality that you'll tend to have. Uh, so you'll feel seven years if you're surrounding yourself with negativity and people are saying, oh, it'll take 18 months or whatever, then you're more likely to believe it. But if you've got a person that's really positive, said, oh, it'd be all right, we can get this and we'll work this. And the thing is, like we did along the way, we picked out the tiniest bit of progression saying, well, that was better than last week. That was better than last week. That was better than last week. And it was a constant flow of progression. Yeah, no, well, I found myself literally day by day regaining a bit of my ability back. So, you know, one day I was able to, walk on two crutches and then three days later I'd gone down to one crutch and then it was about a week and a half two weeks later I was I was basically down to a walking stick and and hobbling around my house basically so it's instead of you know don't expect to come straight out of a cast and be able to walk or run a marathon you've got to rebuild your body and you've got to rebuild your range of motion properly as well yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, as well as your cardiovascular system too because you lose all your fitness and again yeah it, it's it's bad saying that you lose everything but it's just an opportunity to rebuild it better than what it was yeah yeah exactly uh thanks for coming in today mars and chatting about your experience and i'm sure it's going to inspire others to do better and not believe everything that's on the internet because uh, that's a massive thing with everything, isn't it? Believe in everything on the internet. Yeah, my advice is all uh, as, soon, as soon as you start looking online, just put your iPad down. <laughs> just don't do it because they're all horror stories and you never read anything good, which is part of the reason why I decided to do this because I want people to actually hear that you can actually recover from these injuries by helping yourself, basically. And that's a massive thing as well. I just want to mention that it's like you've got to take accountability for yourself, haven't you? Yeah, you've got you've got to take responsibility for it, and yeah, you've got to take the bull by the horns and be like, look, I will not be a statistic. I am not going to be sat in this in this wheelchair for the rest of the summer. I'm going to rebuild myself, and I'm going to be stronger than than what I was before. Yeah, exactly. Thanks for calling in, then, Miles. That's episode six of the Morby Download. Remember to subscribe. The more attention I get, the more energy I get, and I'll bring in different people around rehab and going through different medical conditions. Also talking with a couple of business people I tend to know and work with to give their experience from that exp- from that way of life. Uh, have a great day. Keep sending out the positive vibes. And, you know, if someone needs a hand or needs something nice saying, just remember, just shout it out because it'll just make them feel better and it'll make you feel better. All right, see you later, guys. Say bye, Miles. Cheerio. <laughs>